2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The last one, this one's great as well. Wayne Rooney shagging grannies. Who remembers <laughs> oh, that? God. Yeah. Was that actually true? I never really looked into it. So the word granny is a bit, you know, loose. I mean, obviously, it means you have grandchildren, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're 80. So I think she was like late 40s. Ah, right. right. But he was 18. And, um, he paid her 45 pounds he made her wear a leather cat suit but um it turned out she was in her late and she had a grandchild so he was known as a granny shagger
1: from then on out <laughs> it's hard to shake that rank i think in society
2: <laughs> it's hard to shake granny shagger yeah
0: Good morning, good evening, good day, and welcome to GOATS, the podcast where we try to solve the big debates and find the greatest of all time, aka the GOAT. Whether it's Messi versus Ronaldo, Star Wars versus Star Trek, or Gay Frogs versus Billy Shears, we're here to find the greatest of all time. I'm Seblark, Lark, and this week I'll be your umpire as we listen to two of my close friends and most qualified straight white men I know, Michael Davey and Vinnie Middlemost, debate a hot topic. But before I reveal what our subject today is, how are we all doing?
1: I'm doing great, mate. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm doing all right. Michael, how are you doing? You were just telling us all about how you've written all your notes by hand
2: like a Victorian child. I am writing all my notes by hand like a Victorian child, except unlike a Victorian child, I can't actually write.
0: Do you know what I was about to say is, the hillbilly part of me thought, he's just doing that to prove to us that he can read and write.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing. I genuinely can't read and write. <laughs> i got learning <laughs> difficulties, have <didn't> I? <laughs> that is one way to put it. Shout out all my dyslexics out there. I didn't think it was learning difficulties until my partner pointed out that it was. And I was like, I, I don't have learning difficulties. We talk- I'm intelligent. And um, apparently it doesn't matter, yeah, it is learning difficulties, so fair enough, embrace it. Nice, love it. Well, I
0: mean, it's 2022, learning difficulties are very much in. Yeah, exactly. It's the hot thing. You know, you could end up in like an Adidas advert.
2: Oh, I hope so. (laughs) Adidas sponsoring dyslexia. Send me your hoodie to be inclusive, thank you.
0: But it just says like,
2: (laughs) Adidas. Adidas. Adidas, yeah. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe when this gets really big, I'll auction off my um, scribblings. <laughs> well, you did say you had seven pages of A5. Is most of that you just try to write your own name at the start? Yeah, well, the the problem is, with my writing, is seven pages means nothing if I can't read it myself, and that's usually the case. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, God. Right. Um, fucking Vinny, you had a hot date, but we're not going to talk about that too much on the show. We've already tapped and and mind you for all the details we can get. Yeah. Has anything else interesting happened with you in the last week?
1: I stopped playing Elden Ring to play Dark Souls 1 and I've decided that's the best game I've ever
0: played.
1: (laughs) Oh my. Save it for episode three, will you, Vinny?
0: Yeah, right. That's the most (laughs) hipster thing I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) What was I going to say? Oh yeah, I went to watch Sam Fender. Vinny, you said you'd never heard of Sam Fender. Michael, you have. He's like a sort of a northern pop artist. He he does like um it's kind of rocky pop stuff. It's good. I think it was a it was a really good show and he was a really talented artist. The crowd was a really weird mix and it made it quite I don't want to say uncomfortable, but it, it put a weird vibe on it that me and Lucy, my partner, both kind of afterwards were like, that was weird. It was like this mix of like he's basically 27, he's really good looking, and like about 50% of his audience are like the same teenage girls who 10 years ago would have been going wild for like One Direction or whatever mm. but then also his subject matter is like quite raw he talks a lot about like being a kind of disgruntled youth from the north with like not much prospects and stuff like it's not just pop shit like he does have some intensity behind his lyrics but that then means that the other half of his crowd are kind of disgruntled men who like feel like they've got nothing left to lose and my life's all been fucking flushed down the drain, which is a feeling I'm sure we can all appreciate. But it was a really weird mix of like teenage girls and then northern blokes ready for a fucking fight, <laughs> and it was really weird. But it but it was good, and he was fantastic. But that was that was my experience of that. But yeah. Anything else do we need to cover, or should we crack on? Yeah, let's go for it. Let's get started. I'm excited. Well, let's crack on then. Right. Celebrities, whether they're athletes, actors, or just the new breed of quote-unquote influencers. Uh, (laughs) Let me vomit. I know, I I fucking hate (laughs) it. They have money, power, and, well, influence. But often, even with the world on a platter, a plate, they still manage to fuck it up. Think Lance Armstrong, R. Kelly, or even Hilaria Baldwin, Alec Baldwin's wife, who pretended to be Spanish and Latina for years. And then it turned out she was just white.
1: What? Oh,
0: (laughs) Yep, I found out about that today. Hilarious. She was in Spanish Vogue as Latina Woman of the Year. She ain't Latina. This week, we'll be looking for the greatest disgraced celebrity of all time. Now, there is no dictionary definition for a disgraced celebrity, but there is a dictionary definition for disgrace. And that is a loss of respect, honour or esteem, normally associated with shame. What are you two bringing to the table? Or shall we say, who's going first? Vinny, you won last week. So, Michael, why don't you tell us which disgraced celebrity you will be arguing
2: is the greatest disgraced celebrity of all time? No problemo. Well... In my typical fashion, I'm not going to tell you straight away. Of course. Because my brain just doesn't work like that. I've got other things to say first. I'm not very big on celebrities. You guys will know this, but I, I don't really... Ah, oh, they don't interest me at all. Footballers interest me from a footballing aspect, but I don't care about their personal lives. I, I, I don't follow any influence on Instagram. I've never seen Love Island once. It's just nonsense to me. But I do find some of the things that they do very, very funny. And I like getting quite involved in that. So I've got a few of my funniest ones first to go through. So we've got Justin Bieber, classic. He once visited the Anne Frank Museum and wrote in the book there, Anne Frank, she would have been a believer. No doubt. <laughs> really, yeah. Yeah, so he caught a lot
1: of, he caught a lot of flack for that. That's a pretty good one. And he, uh, he spat on his fans as well,
2: Justin Bieber, didn't he? Remember that? Oh, he's done loads of things, yeah. He, he could have easily been in this, to be fair. He said the N-word as well, didn't he?
0: Oh, oh God, yeah. yeah. Classic.
2: Classic white celebrity move. But I didn't want to go with him. But I've got Ryan Seacrest as well. He wants high-five the blind guy. I don't know if you've seen that video. If you've not, get on YouTube. It's It's... Amazing. I have seen that video. Wow. Does
0: he know that the guy's blind? I think
2: he does. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Because they have like an interview. They're talking. Surely it's just a mistake. Oh, lots of reasoning. Yeah. Yeah, where he just like goes for a high vibe and then nothing happens. He just puts it away. I think he publicly apologized. There's always an apology, (laughs) which is actually a really good segue, Seb, because I've also got it written down here next to my list Will Smith Lol. (laughs) (laughs) Very typical. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit on one, any side of the fence. They're both in the wrong, probably. But if you have got hair loss and you're a multi-millionaire, celebrity, very privileged person, maybe you should own it a little bit and um, not try and get your husband to go and smack people in the face live on stage at the Oscars. Just saying.
0: If you're in a situation where your partner is embarrassed by something, even if they, in that moment, want you to react with excessive force, yeah. maybe just think, actually, if I just keep this chill, People will just forget
2: about it. Yeah, I'll just say afterwards that was wrong and they'll go, oh, sorry, lad, and that's that. But going on from Will Smith, i got the last one. This one's great as well. Wayne Rooney, shagging grannies. Who remembers <laughs> oh, that? God, yeah. Was that actually true? I never really looked into it. So the word granny is a bit, you know, loose. I mean, obviously it means you have grandchildren, but it doesn't necessarily mean you're 80. So I think she was like, late 40s oh, right? but he was 18 and um he paid her 45 pounds he made her wear a leather cat suit but um it turned out she was in her late 40s and she had a grandchild so um he was known as a granny shagger from then on out <laughs> it's hard to shake that rank i think it's society, <laughs> it's hard to shake granny shagger yeah so there's a few candidates there just ones that i i sort of had off the top of my head that made me laugh but i didn't go for any of them I debated for a very long time who to go for. And in the end, I went with Carlos Irwin Estavez. Who? Never heard of him. Otherwise known as Charlie Sheen. <gasps> oh, shit. Shit, boy. <laughs> See, when I saw Charlie Sheen as well, I completely forgot. Yeah, I was like sold instantly. I was like, oh my God, I've got to do him. He's so good. He, he's definitely the GOAT. Absolutely, you know, the stuff I'm going to talk about is mental. But yeah, I didn't know he was born, Carlos Irwin. his father martin sheen or rather raymond estavez you'll know him he was captain benjamin willard in apocalypse now so he's a very famous well-respected actor so charlie had a pretty good sort of step up in life should have gone far we'll see how far he went charlie sheen is not his real name that's the first thing that i didn't know And I didn't know that his father was in Apocalypse Now, but there we are. So Charlie sort of started out early life as an actor, obviously, with a foot in the door with his dad. He was a child actor through loads and loads of random things. He was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He was credited as boy at the police station. But then he moved on swiftly to bigger, more major acting roles. He was a star of Platoon, Wall Street and The Arrival. But obviously, we all know him, and he's most famous for his portrayal of Charlie Harper, a hedonistic jingle writer from the show Two and a Half Men, which ran, well, he was in it from 2003 to 2011, but ran to 2015. And it follows Charlie Harper, a jingle writer, his brother Alan and his son Jake, who move into his house after Alan's marriage falls apart. It's pretty well known that Charlie is basically playing a version of himself in that show. You know, the character of Charlie Harper is basically Charlie Sheen. He's got lots of casual sexual partners, broken engagements, lives a really lavish lifestyle, etc. But actually, I think there's a pretty strong argument to suggest that Charlie Sheen is the exaggerated version of that character and not the other way around in this example, which is scary. So the first big incident with Charlie was back in 1990 when... He shot his fiance in the arm. Now, what actually happened is pretty unknown. There's not a definitive story or what exactly happened in this incident. But at the time, it was claimed that Charlie accidentally shot her, but they both quickly dismissed that. Don't really know why she has never come out and said exactly what happened. But then in 2016, Charlie came out and said that she shot herself, that he was upstairs somewhere and he was she was in the bathroom and she was rummaging through his clothes or something like that and then the pistol that he had kept in there fell off and accidentally shot her in the arm and apparently he's quoted as saying that when he saw her covered in blood she looked hot Mm. oh but yeah so uh she broke up with him straight away so they're obviously no longer together however that woman i can't remember her name but she went on to marry john travolta and have four children in the next year, so in 1991, she got together with John Travolta. So she moved on from Charlie Sheen to John Travolta pretty quickly. Pretty big upgrade, I would say. Don't know if John Travolta's done anything wrong. Has he? Um, John Travolta's, uh he's big in the
1: Scientology community, isn't he?
2: Big big on the Scientology community. Uh, see, that's the thing with celebrities is you can't even say someone's name without their being controversial. They're all just as bad as each other, aren't they? They're all a bit weird, aren't they? They are all a bit weird, yeah. But not Charlie Sheen. He's the worst of all, obviously. So then move on a few years from there. 1995, he married his first wife. However, he was named as a big client of a big, lavish escort agency. Classic. The next year in 1996. And so she divorced him. Boop, that was over in a little puff of smoke. And in 1998, he had his first run-in major publicly running with drugs so he had a stroke after overdosing on cocaine which he injected was put into rehab straight away told the rehabilitation clinic that he didn't plan on staying there and checked himself out instantly that was sort of the first indication sort of publicly about charlie's drug abuse and how much he could handle really because he's he's quite famous for being able to handle a lot of substances and be pretty cool with them i think most people would have probably died in 1998 but not charlie sheen He's got tiger blood. So then he met his second wife in 2000. They had two daughters in 2005. So a five-year relationship. That's pretty good, I would say, for Charlie. That's fucking ages for Charlie Sheen. He's done well there. So far, yeah. I mean, so far, none of them have lasted longer than 12 months. So five years and two kids. That's pretty normal. So in 2005, she divorced him. She accused him of alcohol and drug abuse, as well as threats of violence. She also accused him of looking at gay porn and boys who looked underage. Uh-oh. Oh, Oh, no. Which is pretty damning. You said your celebrity wasn't a nonce. He's not been proven that that ever happened. So technically, but and I also didn't know that when I was... I didn't think he was a nonce until I looked into his marriages. He may well be, but that's just... I'm just reading the facts... Then he okay so this is a fact then no i just want to say i'm not saying that it's a fact that charlie sheen is a nonce someone said he might be
0: let's just explain what's going on here (laughs) so (laughs) contractually i can't be involved with podcasts that cover things that are similar to the show that i already work on which i won't mention not because i don't like it or because they wouldn't want me to but just because i don't know i don't want the two things to be entangled now, the show that I currently work on, they
2: wouldn't care that Michael mentioned the fact that Charlie Sheen was a nonce. Well, I I, I didn't say he definitely was a nonce. I said someone said he looked at Underage Boys. That's our first line
0: of defence in court. But basically, I can't be involved with things that cover things that could be either things that could be on the show that I've taken from the show or ideas that we've already used on the show. But yeah, that just to explain why Michael's backtracking so heavily on Charlie Sheen being a nonce.
2: <laughs> so yeah, so, so she divorced him because he may or may not have been a nonce. So that's 2005.
0: Fuck yeah, now we're only at 2005.
2: Yeah, so 2008. Now at this point, he was on Two and a Half Men. So Two and a Half Men, he started that in 2003. So he's been on there for a few years now. It's sort of halfway through the run of that show. So it's really popular. And I think it was one of the biggest shows in America, drew in tens of millions of viewers every week. And Charlie was reportedly getting paid $2 million an episode, or about $1.8 million. So he was the highest paid television actor in history. Fucking hell. That was his personal salary, which is insane. To put that into perspective, the budget for an episode of The Simpsons, which animation has huge budget, but the budget for that entire show every episode is a million dollars. And Charlie was getting paid nearly two just to do Two and a Half Men every week. Which is, yeah, an incredible amount of money. So th- this is a sort of about that time where that's happening. He's probably on that kind of money now. And he's really starting to get to the height of his popularity. And in 2008, he met his third wife. They had twin sons together. But in 2009, he was arrested on suspicion of domestic abuse. And they both filed for divorce in 2010. So this was like the first mutual breakup but I think it was sort of driven from one side rather than the other. And in early 2011, the police removed the twin sons from the house because she had obtained a restraining order against Charlie. So they were taken out of his care and it was left like that. So that's 2011 that that happened in early 2011, which is the peak of this story. That's really where we're building up to is early 2011, because between 2010 and 2011, to Enough Man was actually on hiatus because while all this was going on with his third wife, he was being checked in and out of rehab constantly. He was, you know, having these problems in his marriage. He was having lots of problems with substance abuse. There was loads of stuff going on there. And he had a public feud with the show's producer um, and creator, Chuck Laurie. He called him a maggot. And then around that time, in early 2011, because of all this public bad press and everything else, he decided to do an interview. A Very, very famous interview. One of, no, the greatest interview of all time, I'm going to say. On the 28th of February, 2011, he did an interview of ABC, which has often been referred to as the winning or the tiger blood interview. And if you've forgotten about this, I hope that the word winning reminds you exactly how this interview went down. The purpose of this interview was so that Charlie could sort of prove publicly that he was clean now and um, he'd been to rehab and the problems in his with his relationship are sort of dying out and that, you know, he can get back to being onto enough men and it's all good and he's, you know, he's all happy days and he's not on the drugs anymore. It really, really didn't go to plan because clearly he was off his fucking rocker <laughs> <laughs> during that interview. If you're listening to this now and you've not seen this interview, pause this right now go on YouTube and just type in Charlie Sheen interview and just click on the first one and and watch it. It is the greatest thing of all time. Do you guys remember when it came out and how big it was? It's been mean to Oh my God,
0: yeah. It was huge.
2: It was ridiculously big. It was It was
0: massive. I
2: think quite a lot of people don't know Charlie Sheen other than that interview I mean I, I didn't really I didn't watch Two and a Half Men at all when it came out I don't think I've ever seen it really and you know had not seen any of his films that he'd really been in but from that interview at that time everybody was obsessed with him and quoting the the interview and memeing it and it was I oh, it was so big and it was that time where the internet was really starting to explode Um, YouTube been around for a few years and everything else so it was really one of the pioneers of viral videos I would say he's probably one of the first viral megastars Charlie Sheen which is funny because that's not what he Wants really to be remembered for, but yeah, the phrases and the quotes are, are absolutely historical. I've got a few of my favourite ones written down here, and I'll play a couple as well because some of them I just can't do justice. But here's some of the best ones: "You borrow my brain for five seconds, and you're like, dude, I can't handle it. Unplug this bastard." Great.
0: <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong, to be fair.
2: Yeah. So the interviewer says, "Tell me about the last time you took drugs." The last time I took drugs, I probably took more than anyone could ever handle weird flex Okay. yeah <laughs> what are we what are we talking how much i don't know man i was slamming seven gram rocks and finishing them because that's how i roll <laughs> <That's a> Maniac. <laughs> can't stop him. remember he did this interview to prove he was clean
0: yeah right like said like a man who's just come out of rehab
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's doing this interview to say look i'm not on the drugs anymore when she asks how much drugs he does he says i don't know i do seven gram rocks and finish them i'm gonna play a clip now. But this is this is a brilliant one as well. This is the most famous one.
1: Some are saying that you're
2: bipolar. Wow, what does that mean? I guess that you know you're on two ends of the spectrum. Wow, and then what? What's the cure? Medicine? Make me like them? Not going to happen. I'm by winning. I win here and I win there. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm by winning which is probably the most famous quote. You really can't argue with that, to be honest. I mean, it's got a good point there. Yeah, I win here, I win there. I win, win everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> she then asks him, you know, you, you don't worry that you're going to die taking that many drugs? And he comes up with this absolute gem, which I think we should all take, you know, as life advice. Dying is for fools. Check <laughs> out t-shirt. Now, all these quotes, everything I've just said, and everything we've just talked about is from the... F- First, less than three minutes of the interview, and that includes the introduction, Fucking yeah, out. and he did quite a few of these, like this isn't an interview where you sit for fifteen minutes and um there's one little gem which is hilarious. This isn't the Oscars where you watch the whole boring ordeal just to see Will Smith slap someone for ten seconds. This is just gold, it is pure quote every single word he says is amazing. He talks about how no one parties like him, he makes Mick Jagger look like frail armless children um, (laughs) (laughs) and all this other stuff Uh, he's just bragging insanely about how hardcore he is and how much drugs he can do in an interview trying to prove that he's completely clean and he's He's fine and everything else. She asks him what sort of drugs he's on. He says, I'm on a drug called Charlie Sheen. It's not available. If you try it (laughs) once, you will die. Your face will melt off. And your children will weep over your exploded body.
0: Do you know what it is? It is, what would happen if you gave a man a load of cocaine and then told him, make yourself seem as normal as possible?
2: And he'd go, I need to seem like a god. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But, but, then, but then she asks him, like, you know, seriously, because this is the purpose of the interview, are you worried you're going to relapse? No. Why? Because I'm not going to. Strong argument, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, you, you can't argue with that. No. <laughs> so this all culminated in this interview, and it all sort of peaked out. And the other very, very, very famous thing that it sparked was, I don't know if this was the first one, but it was definitely, it was the first one I'd heard, and it was very popular at the time. Songify this. Do you remember this? So, yeah, this was like a 2007 to 2010 thing. This was like a really early YouTube thing where people would auto-tune and cut up viral videos and make them into songs. There was that really funny one with that guy doing that news interview saying they're breaking in the windows they're raping everybody out here do you remember that one hide your kids hide your wife hide your kids yeah so there's loads and this one the charlie sheen one it was massive so it came out 11 years ago it's got over 65 million views on youtube Fucking hell. and i'm gonna play a little clip um but this is winning by charlie sheen i was banging seven grand rocks that's how i roll waiting. One year go epic winning. Are you by poker? Oh, I'm by winning. You win went here, went there, went, win everywhere, where? Absolute victory everywhere, where? I'm on a quest. We're gonna win everywhere. Write right every, every single wrong, wrong. Right every wrong. I'm a total freaking rock star from Mars. Bitty, come on, bro. I got taco blood, bitty.
1: You bottle my brain winning.
2: and be like, dude,
1: can't handle it. went here, went there, went, went everywhere
2: fantastic incredible honestly incredible i i'm gonna get it on my playlist i'm gonna get it in my shuffle list because it's actually an absolute banger win here win there win win everywhere it is it's amazing i love it so much and this is why i love i don't love charlie sheen i'm just gonna say that i was just gonna stop myself there but i love the meme like i love the meme of it i I mean he's a despicable person he's done terrible things the domestic abuse and the non-stuff you know no, absolutely horrible. you know horrible, and um, if there's a grain of truth in any of it, he should be you know in prison for it, like any other person would be, but celebrities get away with it, don't they time and time again, but absolutely despicable, but the thing that I think you can laugh at is the interviews is, oh, is yeah. this it's it's just the ramblings of a madman i mean he's you say laugh at he's obviously very ill, but he'll admit that that's the case. Um, And he has done obviously from that interview, he was fired from two and a half men. Obviously he was replaced by Ashton Kutcher. Nowadays he's trying to start on new TV projects. He's sort of been off the radar since then quite a lot. But in 2015, he came out and said he was HIV positive.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: So, and he's been not to his credit because he's a horrible person, but he has been quite a big advocate for like HIV research and publicity and stuff like that. There's a thing called the Charlie Sheen effect. So when he came out and said he was HIV positive I think there was a 95% increase in self testing kits. He's been oh hailed actually as doing more for like HIV publicity and like making it more normal and stuff to get tested and everything else than anybody else. So there's that tiny 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 grain but it's all overshadowed by Tiger Blood and winning and the countless divorces and shooting his Yeah, well. I I didn't even know that. It, yeah. Fiancé? I didn't. Know. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it all started with a gunshot, and it all finished with a viral video, winning. I honestly had no idea that about that—that that him shooting his girlfriend. I didn't. I, the only thing I knew Charlie Sheen for was two and a half men and the videos, the interviews. Yeah, I didn't know anything about his marriages. I didn't know anything about the domestic abuse stuff. I actually didn't even know about the HIV thing. I just, you know, never heard of it. So that was news to me as well. Yeah, it seems like he's clean now, maybe. And he's sort of doing the right stuff. But I think he's such a maverick. You you would never believe anything. You would never really know. I mean, from those interviews, he's a, a very special person. He's got a very special brain. It's only his brain. And there's nobody else on the planet that's like Charlie Sheen. And we
0: couldn't handle it. We couldn't handle we it. Couldn't We'd handle be like, it. Oh, We'd explode. unplug me. Yeah,
2: our, we, our children would weep over our exploding body if we took Charlie Sheen. So, yeah, Charlie is a very, very interesting story from being the highest paid television actor in history to only ever being remembered for I'm by winning, I think he's definitely had an incredible fall from grace. He's done some terrible, despicable things in his past as well. He shot his first fiancé, allegations of domestic abuse and even child porn throughout his various marriages. He's been arrested several times. He's had numerous relationships with porn stars and famous for his ridiculous parties but the interviews and the viral videos i'm by winning and charlie sheen is the greatest of all time he's gotta be seb i hope you agree because he's incredible
0: i hope i agree too but we're yet to to hear Vinny's argument and i also have a little glimmer of story about charlie sheen it's not so much about charlie sheen but it's, it is about him Oh, God, I can't. I'll I'll tell it and I'll decide if I'm going to keep it. So, basically, it's a story about heartbreak, really.
2: So, a young Seb. Oh, this is a personal story. Yeah, no, it is. Did you bang seven gram rocks and finish them because that's how you roll? Yes. But also, (laughs) a young Seb, probably
0: aged, I'm going to say 14, maybe. Yeah, probably 14. A young, sprightly
2: Sebby. I remember him well. Full of hope, full of ambition, and full of spunk. I don't think you're allowed to say that, mate. You can say that. I can. Not other people's. No. Oh, I mean, obviously, that was sort of implied. I, I, why did you say that? Right, carry on. Yeah, not Charlie Sheen's. Oh, well, I mean, we're definitely
0: getting nonce territory now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's quickly move off from nonce territory to talk about <laughs> a 14-year-old boy masturbating. And that 14-year-old boy was me. And the first pornographic video I ever watched age 14 which is very young and i would be gutted if my kids watched porn that young really probably i don't think it's very good for you but you know that was the internet back then it was cowboy country the first pornographic video i ever watched is the words of a child written into google and it was lesbian homework session and i just thought that sounds like a sexy thing to watch <laughs> and i googled it and i used to watch it a lot i didn't watch anything else i just watched that one video it's still out there, I checked. And in that video, there was a girl called Capri Anderson. She was a porn star. She's only 34 now, so she must have been, God. In her 20s. 20s then, yeah. And over time, stroke by stroke, you could say, I sort of started to fall in love with Capri Anderson. And I think being a child, which I was, I sort of thought, well, she's obviously... You know, she's 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 in a relationship with this girl that she's having this lesbian homework session with. But if it's, you know, if it's not her, maybe one day it'll be me. And me and Capri Anderson will get together. And have a lesbian relationship together. <laughs> have a lesbian relationship together. And then one day I looked at the news and uh, it wasn't me. It was Charlie Sheen. Wow. Wow. Well, Charlie Sheen had locked her in a house to do cocaine with her. And I thought, wow, God, she's been with Charlie Sheen. She's not going to want anything to do with me. And I was genuinely a bit disappointed.
2: Damn, Charlie Sheen cucked you and broke your heart. Yeah, I mean, Charlie Sheen stole your girl. Yeah, you can't compete with Tiger Blood, though. You can't.
0: You? Well, I definitely couldn't.
2: Charlie Sheen will take your girl. He, he did. Simple. <laughs> he's coming right now. He will get her. <laughs> he's coming right now. Yeah, he's coming. Um... The biggest question I have, Seb, sorry... No, carry on, yeah. ...is um t- lesbian homework session. Is that something you imagined and Googled or you saw on Google? How did no, it... something I imagined. I thought in my head... You want to watch lesbians doing homework together?
0: No, 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 but no. But why no. the homework bit? I don't understand. Because I think... Cause so, for me, uh, as, as a... As I'm a trying a, to get in your brain. As a young finances. boy, <laughs> I was very much into the kind of the story... Behind pornography, porn. So, like, right. I would find it, I don't know, I was into the kind of very story based ones. Yeah. And the one that I first found was these two girls who are doing homework. And then one of them's like, oh, by the way. Yeah. Uh, well, how does it go? She's like, do you want a massage? Because you're so stressed,
1: <laughs> oh. and then she
0: starts giving her a massage, and then she sort of starts groping her her, her boobs, and then and then she st- That's it. St- you know starts doing other bits and bobs. And so I would type in these kind of scenarios in my head that I thought were you know vague scenarios that I thought were sexy. Like, all right, love, your sink's knackered. Yeah, like plumber bangs wife. That was a classic. It is a classic. <laughs> when you're 14, <laughs> yeah, you know, your imagination like that you type in a lot of the things that are already there. So for a while, it, I would just think of something. I'd be like, oh, I don't know, mechanic bangs wife. And it would be there. And I'd be like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is incredible. So <laughs> like they read my mind. That's rule 34, isn't it? So, And then you just go further with it and be like, I don't know, astronaut bangs wife. Oh, my God, it's there. But enough about my... Wanking. Uh, yeah, my <laughs> early forays into sexual exploration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a horrible thing to say. Who knows if that's going to stay in. What I was going to ask, actually, at this midway point, before we hear what Vinny has to say, I just had a question for you guys. And at first I was going to ask, because, you know, we we decided that, you know, at the midway point, we were going to we're going to ask a couple questions. And and at first I thought I'd ask, is there any disgraced celebrity who you refuse to hate? But then I thought that's just a catalyst for us being cancelled. Yeah, I don't want to get cancelled episode two. No, and then I thought, well, if you can't beat them, join them. So who's a celebrity who hasn't been cancelled, who isn't disgraced, but who you can't believe is still going? Ooh. Because of stuff they've done and it just sort of goes under the radar. For me, it's Matt Lucas and David Walliams, who did Little Britain. They did Blackface yeah. on the BBC a lot of blackface, yeah, for 13 years. The last time they did it was like 2014. Yeah. How the fuck do they still have careers? I just don't get it. And I'm not saying it wasn't a sign of the times. And I remember at the time thinking, as a kid, and people's parents saying, oh, it's a bit iffy, but we all kind of laugh at it anyway. Yeah.
2: It's not like it was in the 80s or the 70s or the 60s. It was fucking 10 years and, ago. And they weren't trying to make any point other than other than just being... I am blackface. Like, other than just being blackface, there was no... And I'm not trying to justify it. No, no. For anybody to do it, you should not do it. That's a fact. But it wasn't like they could even fall back on a, well, we're doing this to make this kind of point, or this is the joke, so it has to be done this way. It was just two blokes doing blackface and trying to make people laugh. That's obviously wrong. (laughs) Yeah, and they
0: would do, like, genuine, like stereotypical impressions of yeah. people's races like it was first, just racism it was just
2: straight up racism just straight
0: up racism i mean like the equivalent would be that infamous well i mean i don't even know why it's infamous maybe that is, makes me a bad person or whatever but that scene in peep show where jeremy gets forced to do blackface and the joke is that blackface is terrible yeah so it's a horrible scenario and he hates it and he feels really wrong about it and for me i, I don't think that's bad i could be wrong and i, I you yeah. know i'm not black, I'm not a person of colour, so it's not really my place to judge whether or not that's offensive. But I would imagine that if you were black and you had to watch a guy who's so desperate for sex that he would do blackface and then feel horrible about it, that's a clever and funny scenario. And And they're not being racist, they're taking the piss and they're making a horrid situation out of blackface, which is what it is. Whereas Matt Lucas and, and David Williams. Just did blackface.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is with with the Peep Show one, you could have that joke without ever seeing anybody in blackface. And that's why it works, because you could have the conversation of Jeremy saying, this is wrong, and not being in blackface, just being, you know, himself. And the conversation prior, cut to him walking out of the bedroom with shameful look on his face, you know, still himself, not seeing any blackface, and Mark saying, what happened? And him just telling her, telling Mark what happened and feeling disgusted by it. There's something there that doesn't rely on being racist, but you can't have if you can tell me a little Britain joke like that without describing what the color of their skin that, that they're in at the moment, you you can't.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the whole that's the whole joke. It relies on the fact that they're yeah, mocking and imitating the stereotypical black person. Yeah. And that's why it is racist.
2: That's a really good one, Seb. Yeah, they, I can't believe that because David Walliams is a hero, isn't he? He's a children's book writer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He does
0: swims for fucking charity and fucking Matt Lucas does the bake off. Yeah, but they're just huge racists.
2: Yeah, and it is racist as well. Like they wrote that show. Yeah. They, they sat there and went, oh my, they were like, oh, it'd be hilarious if you just paint me black.
0: Yeah, and I do an impression of, like, that one in fucking... Oh, just a
2: stereotypical, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, come fly with me. There was, like, a... The coffee stand woman. Coffee stand woman whose whole bit was she was really lazy. Yeah. And she didn't want to do any work. Yeah, you could have that. Just not black. Yeah, she just doesn't need to be fucking black. It's bizarre. It was bizarre. Anyway, sorry, I could go on about it all day. I really fucking hate the both of them and (laughs) whoever. But do any of you guys have anything like that where you're like, how is this person still, still, still kicking?
1: Well, isn't there that... Um, who's the dude who went out with uh, Rihanna and then smacked her up? Chris Brown. Chris Brown, yeah. Yeah,
2: I would have said Chris Brown too. I'm going to have to steal Vinny's and, and sort of jump on his fence as well because I can't believe Chris Brown is still getting defended and played and everything else is unreal.
1: He still has millions of fans who who I've seen the
2: like comments of some of these people like saying like, oh, please slap me up. Like, fucking hell. I don't understand the Chris Brown thing at all because it's not even like, it's not even allegations which you have to prove. It's already been proven. There's evidence that he did that. So why is he still here?
0: Yeah, and also it's that thing of like, you know, we live in a world now, rightly or wrongly, whereas as quickly as someone can be cancelled, they can also come out and and I'm not I'm not saying this isn't true, but like come out and say, Oh, you know, I was in a bad place mentally, I was going through yeah. this and that, and people will listen. And I think that's a really positive thing, actually. But People will listen, but it's not like he's come out and said, and I'm not saying that it would be okay if he did. And I'm not sure that actually we should just explain away everything people do. We shouldn't.
2: I was having a conversation about Katie Price the other day, how she can seemingly do anything wrong and say she was in a bad place. And that's fair enough to say that. But the thing you did wrong could still be wrong and you could still face punishment for it. You shouldn't forget one thing because there's another thing there. You should look at both really, shouldn't you?
0: yeah it makes something understandable not acceptable yeah great way of putting it i think that's the thing with chris brown is like he didn't even say i'm really i hate myself i hate who i am because of that i've totally changed i've gone into i've had therapy to try and get away from the person who i was that did that who yeah. thought that that was acceptable i was on drugs i was de- yeah he's just like
2: Ah, oh, it's fine. Don't look into my personal life. The thing is even if he did say all that, it still wouldn't make it acceptable. No, 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 of course not. But you would just say you've acknowledged that you've done a horrible thing. That's all that it would be. But like you said, he's not even done that. And
0: I think it would make it more understandable that people I don't know guess still stood behind him if he if he came out and tried to say he changed, but he hasn't. He's just like, no, that was me. No.
2: I'm the slapper. He's just a wrong one. Oh, yeah, I hate Chris Brown. That's such yeah, a good one. I can, you can definitely say that we hate Chris Brown. Well.
0: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase.
0: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: We segue into my uh, Disgrace Celeb.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Vinny. What's your Disgrace Celeb?
1: O.J. Simpson.
2: I'm really excited for this because I'm going to admit that I don't actually know anything really about O.J. Simpson. Obviously, I know this name, but I don't really know about what happened at all. I
1: think because I remember growing up, I remember the first thing I heard about O.J. Simpson was that he was just some famous person in America who basically got off scot-free from murdering two people and it was very clearly obvious that he did in fact murder those two people that's literally all i used to know about it growing up and then um i watched i'm not sure if it's on netflix anymore but it was on netflix when i watched it it's called like oj simpson versus the people yeah and it basically just details like all the events that happen in in, like the like starts off. I think it literally starts off with the actual like crime scene of the police coming in and seeing like the, the two bodies and then, you know, cuts to like OJ like fleeing. And the whole thing is like, it, it goes really into like the whole thing of like how he actually ended up getting acquitted. And it's really, really entertaining and just like a fascinating watch into like how just this man got away with literally just double
2: homicide. Well, tell us about it. Let's get in. Uh, I'm really excited. So, yeah, OJ
1: is obviously like in popular culture is known for being this like man who just this maniac who murdered his uh, ex-wife and uh, her friend. Before that came to light, he was an American treasure, a true rags to riches story and an icon to the black American community and just the Americans in general, I think. He grew up in the housing projects of San Francisco, joining a street gang by the name of the Persian Warriors in his teenage years, even briefly being incarcerated. His childhood sweetheart once described OJ as, quote-unquote, really an awful person back then. She's not wrong. And after his third arrest, baseball star Willie Mays encouraged the lad to avoid trouble and persuaded him to reform. OJ basically ended up playing for his school in American football, the Galileo Lions, before graduating in 1965. And although OJ's grades weren't so hot, his American football playing was... That was a clever line. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> this is back to that whole fucking, like, Paul <laughs> McCartney, or should I say, Billy Shears.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love it. Every single script you do has one in Literally, it. At least. honestly.
2: Y- your script writing is really <clears> good. <throat> thank you, thank you.
1: You won the Prune Bowl with this college team and was named in the Junior College All-American team as a running back. I- I'm just going to also just preface this. I actually have no idea anything about American football. Mork or
2: Michael, what are we calling you? Morkel. Cool. You can call me Whatever. I'll call you Michael. Whatever you want. Let's never explain it.
0: No, no, of course.
2: But yeah, I know Yeah, I know a little bit about American football. I used to be quite big into it when I was uh, in high school. I've been to Wembley more times to see American football than I have actual football. But I have zero interest. I haven't followed it for years. I've absolutely zero interest in it now. I think it's quite boring, actually, now.
1: So can I just ask you, uh, what is a running back?
2: Let me try and remember. A running back is the guy who stands next to the quarterback and I think the quarterback passes him the ball, like off-hands it to him, and he runs with it. He doesn't receive the ball from a pass, usually. Let me just double-check that. But I think that that is what it is. A wide receiver is someone who like runs along the wing. So you would be like, if you imagine rugby, you've got the scrum half, you'd be like right next to him and just receive the ball every single time. Yeah, that is the running back. So the running back stands pretty much behind the quarterback, and when the quarterback receives the egg, let's not call it a ball, from the bloke in front of him who throws it between his legs to the bloke who's the only one who's allowed to throw the ball no other people can throw the ball but anyway when he gives it to tom brady the running back is like sort of next to him and he might just take it from tom brady's hands and then like try and run and jump over everybody you know he he like hands it to him hands in the egg rather than like making a run dashing down the field
0: and then trying to catch it in the air
2: yeah he doesn't really do that he just gets it off him like that do you know what i mean and then he scores in in the end zone goal hole with the egg nice than the goal yeah
0: yeah so basically if you were if you were tom brady's running back
2: yeah you'd be a bit
0: bored because tom brady don't yeah he doesn't palm it off he lobs it that's his whole bag
2: yeah but running backs are quite important because it's like American football is quite like a tactical game. So you like set up... It's why it takes so long because they set up all the running backs and wide receivers and they're all in certain positions so that the defensive team is like, oh, he's definitely going to like... Yeah, Tom Brady's going to lob it right down the end zone, you know, to that fella. But because the running back is like snuck in behind, he's just going to quickly offhand it to him and he's going to like scooch through. So running back's a really important position. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, the tactical mix-up where you don't know what your opponent's going
2: to do, surely... That's what keeps it, you know, fresh, I guess. And to all our American football fans, yes, that is how you describe American football, okay? Like we said, we're definitive on this podcast. That's all you need to know. Exactly. So.
0: And when we do the greatest NFL player of all time, we'll refer to that chat as our credentials for why we can discuss this. Although I
2: don't think
1: we're actually qualified
2: to do that episode, Seb, based on our description.
1: (laughs) So OJ chose to play for the University of Southern California's football team and led the nation in rushing with 1,543 yards and 13 touchdowns in 1967 and 1,880 yards and 383 carries in 1968. Again, I don't actually know what this means. That's, I can't... Good. That's good. Yeah,
2: it seems kind of good, I guess. Yeah, so a rush is what we just described where like a rush is like, yeah, he pumps in the ball and they just rush through the defensive line rather than set up a really long play to like drag players out of position and have a wide receiver run in the back of rush is just like power through. So thirteen touchdowns when that usually gets tackled pretty hard pretty early. So you're just like gaining little pieces of ground when you're rushing. So to score 13 touchdowns is quite good, I think, yeah.
1: After graduating from college, he was picked up by the NFL team, the Buffalo Bills. And was awarded the largest contract in professional sports history at that point, $650,000 over five years, which about equates to $5.3 million over five years to this day. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I mean, I don't know what they're on nowadays, but definitely a lot more than that.
2: Definitely a lot more, yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Despite a rocky first three years, a new coach was brought in in 1972 who decided to make OJ the centerpiece of the Bills offense, and he went on to win record after record after record over his career before retiring with the San Francisco 49ers in 1979. I can list off a few of the uh, records he got. 1973's NFL Most Valuable Player, 1973's NFL Offensive Player of the Year, five times first team All-Pro from 1972 to 1976 five times pro bowl from 72 to 76 but bell awards don't know what the fuck that is 1973 <laughs> ap athlete of the year 1973 he got a lot of records basically you know he was he was, he
2: was up there he was the messy of the day he was the best football. he was the goat
1: yeah at the time i think he probably was considered the goat at least especially in his uh position
2: yeah you're saying he was on the highest possible pedestal at,
1: you know yeah possible.
2: yeah oh definitely
1: After retiring, OJ had run a total of 11,236 rushing yards, placing him second on the NFL's all-time rushing list at the time. Although, now he stands at about 21st.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that always happens, doesn't it? So, that was in the 70s. That always happens if you look at football players in the 70s now. Yeah. There's very, very few you would have, like, Pelé you'd have Maradona a little bit later, who are still up there in like goal-scoring records and stuff, but they always get overtaken by more modern players. Yeah, that's true. It does
1: tend to happen. Sports evolve, athletes evolve. Sports science, yeah, yeah,
2: everything else.
1: Whilst he was still playing in the NFL, he turned to acting in movies and television shows, starring in such classics as 1974's The Clansman, 1977's Roots, 1978's Capricorn One, to name a few, Although, after retiring from American football, OJ decided to take acting on as a serious job and even starred on the classic Naked Gun trilogy that went from 1988 no to way. 1984. I didn't actually know that, but I've, I don't think I've actually ever watched them all the way through. No.
0: I don't know if I, I've just watched clips.
1: Yeah, they are like quite classic comedy films. They're supposed to be amazing, aren't they? Like people really rave about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the same sort of comedy as like Aeroplane. Oh, yeah. Is it by the
2: same people? Yeah, I was going to say, yeah.
1: It might be. I know it stars the same guy, you know, the yeah. old white dude with the white hair. He was even considered for the role of the Terminator in the original Terminator film. Fuck off. Yeah. R- no. But apparently was turned down as he was seen as too nice in the public's eye. Oh, actually true, yeah.
0: Oh my God. Do you know who else was supposed to be Terminator? Was um Billy Idol.
1: What?
0: Yeah, Billy Idol, who did White Wedding, was supposed to be Terminator and he had the part. And then he was in a really bad motorbike accident and he couldn't do it. And they gave it to
2: Arnold Schwarzenegger instead. Well, wow. That's how these things plan out, though. Like, I don't believe in destiny, but when you hear these weird stories about, like, how one tiny detail made all the difference and, like, you just... But you can't imagine the scenario panning out in any other way. Like, obviously, there could never be anybody who would be better at playing Terminator than Arnold.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's but it
2: almost very nearly wasn't. It's, it's almost like destiny is real. Yeah. But it's definitely not. Yeah, it's a... Uh debate for another time
0: the greatest prophet we'll just get ourselves fucking
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh god no (laughs) oh dear
1: so here's the bit you've all been waiting for in june of 1994 oj simpson's then ex-wife nicole brown simpson and her friend ron goldman were found stabbed to death outside nicole's condo in la simpson became a person of interest immediately and five days after the murders became the object of a low-speed pursuit by the police, which was broadcasted live to an estimated audience of over 95 million people. Fucking hell. (laughs)
2: Insane. That's like Super Bowl numbers. Yeah. That's nearly the numbers they pull in at the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, what they claim as the greatest show on television or whatever. That's a lot.
0: That being said, though, if someone said, if you go on... I mean, you wouldn't turn on the telly anymore, but if someone said, like, if you go on YouTube they're live-streaming Cristiano Ronaldo in a police chase, I'd watch.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Yeah. True. True. The pursuit, arrest, and trial of O.J. Simpson were some of the most widely publicised events in American history, often being dubbed the trial of the century due to its international publicity. To make a very long and detailed story very short and oversimplified, there was essentially just a shit ton of evidence that pointed to oj being the culprit but basically due to simpson being labeled as an american icon especially to the black community and america's long history of arresting people of color there was huge support for him with black americans who thought this was just another case of the american judicial system unfairly scapegoating yet another black man the trial became a matter of race relations which in la in the 90s was not particularly good In the end, due to these circumstances and the absolutely phenomenal work from OJ's main lawyer. Hang on one second. I just need to figure out how to pronounce this guy's name.
2: Is it not Kim Kardashian's dad?
1: He was part of um, the the team. It was like a
2: sort of an A-list team he had. Oh, right. Yeah, because that's the one thing I do know is that Kim Kardashian's dad. I was going to say, yeah. Was the lawyer of OJ Simpson.
0: Of all the bad things OJ did, he also brought us Kim Kardashian.
2: Oh my goodness, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. Well, Kim was alive during the trial. But she wouldn't have been a FAMO. No. No, she was, I think, like a child, like 12 years old or something at the time.
0: Yeah, but she would never have got the fame if her dad hadn't have
2: Oh, I get what rep- you mean, Rhapsody. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? She would never have, you know... Oh, wow. OJ, you really, you are bad, you are... A bad
0: that man. sex tape would have just been someone's daughter, which is what all
1: sex tapes are,
0: but you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, there's an interesting thing, actually, where, like, towards the end of the trial, uh, I forget his first name, but Mr. Kardashian basically kind of realize that OJ in fact did do it and there's like a really interesting piece of uh, like a video when they give the verdict out and they say not guilty OJ and like all his friends and like all his lawyers were all just like smiling and really happy but you can see Kardashian he just he just looks flat faced he looks like he's disappointed Oh really? Yeah
2: it's fascinating Well that's the thing with law, I, I did law in college. So you're basically a lawyer Yeah, oh yeah 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 <laughs> No, I quickly realised that I, I I couldn't be a lawyer and I certainly couldn't be a criminal defence lawyer because no criminal defence lawyer would ever admit this because obviously that would go against everything they've ever done. But you have to defend people who have done horrible things and you know they're guilty. As a person, you would know that they have definitely done it, but you are trying to prove to the court that they haven't. Because quite often, when somebody's trying to get off of a crime, it's not even you're not even trying to debate have they done it. That's not a factor. Like it's not this is the reason why they didn't do it. It's just, this is the reason why you might think enough that they didn't do it. This is why there's enough doubt that maybe they didn't. But you're not actually saying they definitely didn't do it. So as a defense criminal lawyer, you are defending people you know full well are guilty, but you're just trying to convince 12 strangers that they might not be in this scenario. And if they might not be in this scenario, if you're not 100% sure, then don't send them to prison forever for killing 100 people, because maybe a little bit they didn't. It's a really sneaky, horrible profession. Really, I think being a defence one, I couldn't do it. Fair play to you if you do, and you know they have to exist and credit to them. But it wasn't for me. I couldn't have done it.
1: Yeah. So the lawyer's name was uh, Johnny Cochrane. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I'm a child. Is it because it sounded like cock?
2: Yeah. It, in in episode one, you called me a child for saying that someone had twenty four thousand penises after you said that multiple penis thing, and you've just sniggered at cock. <laughs> Row upset.
0: I'd do it again in a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so basically because of all of that and the phenomenal work from OJ's main lawyer, Johnny Cochran, OJ Simpson was acquitted from all charges and walked a free man. Despite this, OJ was ordered to pay $33.5 million in damages to Ron Goldman's family after they filed a civil lawsuit against him on the grounds of the wrongful death and battery against Goldman and the battery against Brown. To this day, Simpson has mostly not paid any of these charges back.
2: What? Jesus. It's been nearly 30 years and he's not paid any of this $30 million.
1: Yeah, because it's, um, I think because it's a civil suit, it's like owned state by state. So he basically just skipped the state. He just went to another, I think he went to Florida or something. So oh, yeah, it's not, he doesn't yeah. legally have to pay it back. After the trial, OJ was slowly ostracized from his friends and community as nobody Believed he didn't do it. And he basically just fell on hard times, getting involved with drug trafficking and money laundering, and even held a hotel casino at gunpoint in 2007, trying to take back his NFL trophies he had sold to them. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, he he fell off very
2: hard after after killing two people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who'd have thought it? So? <laughs> it's mad
0: that he got acquitted and still was like, "Well, life's fucked."
1: Well, yeah, I think he wasn't acquitted in the public's eye, was he? I think he stopped getting like acting jobs and NFL broadcasting. Yeah, because everyone was like, "Yeah, I don't this guy definitely fucking did it."
2: Actually, I might be wrong, but I've just remembered. Did he not admit it on tape, but because the tape was obtained without him knowing he was been recording, it was ad- admissible evidence in court, but that existed, where he sort of said he did it.
1: I think he might be right. I think I did see that in the uh, OG Simpson versus the People series.
2: Yeah, because you can't get someone to admit they've done a crime if you're getting that admission via... Illegal, yeah. Yeah, illegal or unreasonable steps, so you can't like secretly film someone or record somebody. Didn't he
0: also do like a book as well, where he was like, I didn't do it. But if I did do it, here's how I would have done it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually, I was going to talk about it. He got someone to ghostwrite a book for him called, If I Did It, Confessions of a Killer wow if i did and it. apparently the word <laughs> if was reduced with size to such an extent that it appears w- within the length of the large red eye in the title making the title appear to just read i did it confessions of a killer no way <laughs> wow yeah that's that's yeah that's some um, dancing around legal <laughs> problems <laughs> he's really playing
2: with fire there oh yeah it literally just said i've just googled this book cover now it just says i did it no yeah but in the eye it says if oh it's in the eye actually yeah it's like it's the the text is red and it says i did it but in the eye there's a little gray bit of text that says if so it's like a tiny if it within the oh my eye god I that's... <laughs> You're right. just, I can't... It, but you can't even see that i mean i'm a bit colorblind and i can barely read it and it just so it just says i did it <laughs> That's hilarious. I wonder what he thought about that I imagine he I, I imagine you're going to tell us what he thought about. He probably went and shot up a casino like you just said
1: Well, that was because they he sold his n f l trophies to them and then decided he wanted them back. basically, all of that just resulted in his his arrest and was sentenced to thirty three years in prison with possibility of parole after nine years. but basically, as of December of twenty twenty one so very very recent. Yeah. He was completely released from prison on good behavior. And he essentially is just a completely and totally free man at this point. Jesus. Yeah.
2: Wow. It's insane. He's he's walking around like one of us. They also have, a, I don't know if they still have it, but they also have a rule in America, which they don't have in England, where if you are acquitted of murder, you cannot be retrialed and found guilty of the same crime. Even if new evidence came to light that proved he did it, he killed these people they couldn't take him to court because he's already been acquitted but in england we don't have that anymore we used to but we don't anymore i can't remember all the ins and outs but you can be tried twice for murder in england even if you've been acquitted before you can't in america yeah it's called double jeopardy double jeopardy yeah Yeah, yes we don't have that anymore in england
0: there's this really famous case of double jeopardy where so this was massive in america And it got the, I think it was the federal government a lot of stick. So the federal government had this ingenious idea when they started to pull in, you know, in the sort of late 80s, early 90s, those huge cocaine busts started to happen. Yeah. Like massive. When they raided
2: Charlie Sheen's house, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it'd be like, oh, you know, they found fucking half a million dollars worth of cocaine, two million dollars, you know, those huge, like, you know, the ones that now are the inspiration behind loads of TV shows and stuff. When those first started to come in, they were like, oh, you know, how can we get more from these guys who these huge drug dealers? And so what they started to do was even though cocaine was illegal, they put a tax on it. So they would do them for drug dealing, and possession of cocaine. And then they would do them for unpaid taxes on income ah. from the cocaine. However, after like years and years of taking all these people's money. A defense lawyer successfully argued it was double jeopardy. So, what they did was they'd effectively taken loads of drug dealers' dirty money and then five years later gave it all back to them as clean, state owned money. Oh,
1: shit. Oh, wow.
2: <laughs> so, the
1: US government laundered their own money for them. That's fantastic. But yeah, after I did, you know, after digging into OJ's past, it turned out he did his own. Like what is it? Like a prank show back in two thousand and six, where he starred in it, and no, we just do all these pranks. It was called Get Juiced because that was his nickname, uh, the Juice.
2: <laughs> What's his real name? OJ. You know what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I probably should know he's that. Like, he's like he's one of those people who's so famous for just OJ Simpson. Now, what is his real name? Orenthal James
1: Simpson. But yeah, this get juiced prank show. I watched a bit of it on YouTube, and it was quite bizarre and kind of hilarious because everyone in the show kind of just knows that OJ Simpson is this murderer, and he's just this like maniac. He's just been let loose on the streets, <laughs> but they're still doing a show with him. It's really weird. Like this this segment I watched. It started off with these like people on the street getting interviewed, and they're all just like because uh, the prank is that he pretends to be. Um, working a burger joint and uh you know gets the orders wrong and hilarity ensues or whatever <laughs> yeah
2: classic classic prank that <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, these people are being interviewed on the street and they're saying like yeah if i received a burger from oj i just <laughs> i just leave the place i'm, I'm not eating that fucking <laughs> burger <laughs> <laughs> i'd go to another restaurant <laughs> it's so bizarre like it's so obvious like everyone just knows like yep he did it yeah <laughs> he fucking murdered these two people in cold bloods, but like he's got a prank show
2: yeah that's the thing is you can be acquitted from a court but you the court of the people is never gonna forgive you
1: i think that's basically how he fell on such hard times yeah Yeah, and the only thing he could get was his own prank show which fair enough mate
2: yeah he's trying he's trying to repair his public image by being a prankster i mean it's not the best idea ever we've all seen how those youtube prankers go down i mean you know maybe it was just a prank gone i was just thinking that yeah (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's preparing his case when did he shoot them 1994 <laughs> yeah 1994 uh stabbed in 1994
2: oh yeah that was what i was gonna say when you said stabbed i think if you brutally stab someone to death i think that makes you a little bit worse than shooting somebody it's quite it takes a lot to stab somebody a lot it's a bit more personal than just you know clicking down a trigger shootings is just like you don't have to physically do anything, do you? Other than you can turn your head and squeeze the thing, potentially. I mean, I don't know. I've never shot anybody. I mean, you might you're probably horrible, but to physically stab somebody, it's really intimate, isn't it? I think that makes it a lot. That's really horrible. It really paints them out as a psycho, you know? I feel like that's
1: like you see red, and like it's like a kind of a crime of passion, a crime of hate, kind of like, like just stab someone to death. Or you're just an absolute wrong un. A part of this. Get Juice Show. He had his own rap song. No, no, he didn't.
2: <laughs> and I'll, uh, oh,
1: God. On, I'll play some for you.
2: <laughs> oh, yes. I'm OJ Simpson.
1: It's a Bronco. It has its It its Some
0: cop
1: shot him. Shot him.
2: Cause most wanted. Why do people wonder about my intentions? Why do people ask me so many questions about how I made it to the top? About all the times I miss those cheap defensive stop. Yo, coach, there's no stopping the juice. When I'm on the field, I'm like a lion going loose. Better shoot me with a tranquilizer, touch. don't be afraid. Yours.
0: do you know what that fucking slaps? <laughs> <laughs> i'm not a simpson
2: named bart
1: I, love that line.
2: I think it's hilarious both of our celebrities have a song
1: yeah i mean they're both fucking whack jobs
2: that's great i can't believe that yeah i guess i just it's funny that we didn't we didn't really know who each other was going to do and we both picked people who have incredible songs that'll be going straight into the playlist
0: that oj one actually banged i was really surprised <laughs> really i'm not a simpson named bart yeah okay yeah, i mean that wasn't great <laughs> but like the
2: actual beat with the fucking sirens and everything i was kind of like yeah it. i think yeah i think if you remove the lyrics you can probably make a better version yourself yeah i feel like the rapping itself's not the highest quality he's not going to be on our shortlist for goat rapper that's for sure but yeah, I think
1: O.J. Simpson's probably the biggest fall from Grace just because, like, he was just so idolised and cherished by the people of America for so long. And then he just decided to murder two people. And yeah, everything
2: fell off when that happened. But he's out now, so he he's is... He's on Twitter, in fact. Wow. <laughs> no, he's, he's on... he, They gave him Twitter. He, he, brilliant. he joined That's... Twitter, yeah. I mean, this is going to go bad, isn't it? I mean, in the next six months to a year we're going to be here again discussing what he's done recently aren't we he's going to do something stupid oh yeah he has to it's it's all going to start with a few tweets and it's going to you know accelerate to something bigger wow i love that Vinny, because i didn't know much about oj simpson so that was great yeah that was really interesting for me and has left me with a really
0: it's a big decision to make from a personal standpoint charlie sheen will and i please listen to the full sentence before you judge me for what I'm about to say. Charlie Sheen will always hold a bit of a place in my heart. Right. (laughs) (laughs) For how iconic that moment is. Not who he is, but like that moment. Like, that was infamous. I remember it being everywhere on YouTube. I remember it was all over the telly. All the comedians were doing it, whether it was like on Mock the Week or Russell Howard was doing bits on it. And it was just like Huge. It was huge. It was bigger than Jesus. Yeah. However, the only thing with Charlie Sheen is I'm not sure whether he was ever loved as a celebrity. He was not a national treasure. Whereas OJ Juice, OJ, I don't know what his second name is Simpson. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> not a
2: simpson named part oh i've just got the simpson thing you only just got got that (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness he's amazing i can't even just got the simpson (laughs) thing (laughs)
0: oh god's sake oj juice simpson was a national treasure and like it's the equivalent of david beckham stabbing victoria beckham and her boyfriend to death I have to say, Vinny, I think you're two for two. I think that has to be
2: the greatest disgraced celebrity of all time. It has to be OJ Simpson. It just has to be. Yetin. I'm going to agree as well. I think, you know, Charlie Sheen's got tiger blood and he's winning. You know, OJ will never have that. But like you said, yeah, I don't think Charlie Sheen was ever loved to that extent like OJ was back then.
0: And also, I... Have you seen the most recent interview where he hides behind the shower curtain and comes out with that woman like the scene from Sh- Psycho? Who? Like who? Charlie? No, not Charlie. No, OJ. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. OJ hides behind a shower curtain in an interview and then jumps out at a woman and is like, lol, I'm OJ Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: hang on, OJ Simpson's shower. How do I find this?
0: Yeah, he does like a fight. He does like the, hing, ing ing hing, from Psycho. Oh, she opens a door and he pretends to attack her with a knife. Jeez.
1: Oh my fucking god, I just found it. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: And he does the,
0: the voice from Psycho. He goes,
1: <laughs> oh wow. I, like, I don't understand. Like, this man is just cuckoo. Like, yeah. what... <laughs> what the fuck?
0: <laughs> and on that note, that is the greatest disgraced celebrity of all time. Join us next week when I believe, unless I'm very wrong, we're doing the greatest
2: video game of all time. We are, yeah. I think it's me versus Vinny again. It's you versus Vinny again. I've gotta beat him. Are we are we taking scores? Is that how we're gonna do this? I don't know if it needs to be a scored thing. No, I, think I don't needs, think so either, you know, yeah. We're
0: doing it for the greater good of humanity.
2: Yeah. And we don't want Vinny to win anyway, so.
0: Yeah, so join us next week when we'll be doing the greatest video game of all time. I'm very excited to see what michael and Vinny have to bring to the table before that think about maybe telling a friend about the show we don't have any kind of patreon we're not asking for you to leave us a review or anything like that just tell a mate if everyone who's listening to this right now told one mate there'd be at least six people listening to this show help us on this journey to becoming
2: the greatest podcast of all time
0: that's the thing. We will retire when we can crown ourselves the GOAT podcast of all time, which luckily will be never. So think about doing that. And if there's nothing else to say, we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers, boys. See you next
2: week. Bye. Bye.